there, everybody. Thanks for listening in to Mind Your Own Karma today. I'm your host, Melissa Brunetti, and I recently came out and told you guys that I had a little secret about being intuitive and sensitive to spirits, and I'm a paranormal investigator. So I thought I would talk a little bit about intuition today because I think a lot of people think it's a gift, but actually everybody has that gift. And I think a lot of people wonder how to attain the gift of intuition. And it boils down to a couple of things that you probably will be a little bit surprised about. And we'll get into that in a second. But as far as intuition being a gift, I think the gift is realizing it young and early and not squelching it. and letting it percolate and grow and allowing those experiences because I think a lot of people shut them down. And I think a lot of people don't trust their intuitions. And so that is a big deal too. And so how do you, that's kind of the key to it. So how do you trust your intuition so that when you have these experiences that you trust it and you know that it was something other than the wind or some other outside source that um, might have happened or that you don't even notice when things happen because you're just not tuned in or you just don't, you don't want to see that because maybe it scares you. I don't know. But anyway, so I thought I would talk a little bit about how to get intuition and how to trust your intuition today. So first of all, what is intuition? So intuition is really the ability to understand something immediately without the need for your conscious brain to think about it. It's a knowing, you know that you know, and I'm sure a lot of times you have felt that before and later you realize that you were right and you're like, I knew that, right? Um, So it's kind of an instinctive feeling rather than a conscious reasoning is what it is. So what intuition really boils down to is your self-esteem. And I know that might sound a little weird, but if you don't trust yourself, you simply aren't going to be able to rely on what you're feeling. So self-esteem is a learned thing. We are not born with self-esteem. We're a blank slate when we're born. And so it is learned. And how do we learn that? We learn from experiences in life from others, really, and just life experiences. But we're not taught to think about those experiences to see if they are true to our authentic self. So what I mean by that is you might wear some kind of clothes out And you might see your peers look at you like, what the heck are you wearing? Or they might even say that to you. And are you ever going to wear that again? Probably not. Even though you liked it, you felt good in it. Instead of checking in with yourself and being authentic to you, you let others give you that self-esteem, the low self-esteem when wearing that. So you're probably not going to wear that again. So it's learned and you, you get social cues from people 
you learn it through looks, you know, when your mom gives you the eye, like, oh, don't do that again, you know. Um, so there's different little cues in life that give you your little compass, your moral compass, your self-esteem compass. So yeah, what we don't do is think about it and go, well, you know what? You might not like it, but I do. I'm going to wear it anyway. Um, we don't check in with ourselves. So what happens when we allow our self-esteem to get low and we lose ourselves? You lose your authenticity. You don't check in with yourself. You don't ask yourself the question of, how do I feel about this? Am I okay with this? So what happens when you don't do that? When you lose yourself? and you lose your self-esteem. So what finally happens usually is at some point in life, you just get fed up and you're just like, I can't be this actor in my own life another day. So what happens is we erupt, we get mad, we get resentful. Um, But in a way, that's a good thing because that's when you make the decision to make the changes and evolve and become that unique person that you were born to be, your unique self. You may have heard me say this before, that the world is a huge puzzle. Like those pictures that you see with all the, that are made up of all the little pictures, you're one of those little pictures in the whole scheme of the huge picture of the world. And if you're not your unique self, you're not, your piece isn't going to fit into the puzzle. And so if you're not being authentic and your unique self Not only are you missing out and you're missing out on the happiness and joy in your life, but the world is missing out on you and your uniqueness and whatever it is that you would bring to the table. So what causes us to erupt um, to get to this point of wanting to make a change? A lot of times it's fear, it's anger, it's resentment. It could be desperation. It could be self-confusion. You don't know who you are anymore. and We just don't recognize ourselves. And that can be such a scary and vulnerable place to be, but it is the absolute best place to be. And usually we arrive at this place of, I would like to say, of becoming, of becoming ourselves or authentic selves because our mental state can cause and manifest itself into physical form. So, you know, we can trick our brains a lot of times for a long time, but it starts to manifest into physical form, such as you can see that it you're in an unhappy relationship. Um, maybe you developed an illness, um, mental or physical. Because I remember, you know, when I was in the depths of not becoming myself, um, I felt like I was going to die. I felt so, so sick and I had a thousand tests and nothing was coming back. I was perfectly, you know, fine. And I was just like, I literally told people that I'm going to die and they're going to find out when they do my autopsy, what really was wrong with me. But they probably wouldn't have been able to find out what was wrong with me because it was unhappiness. And, 
you can't find that on an autopsy. I don't think, I mean, it manif- maybe manifests somewhere in your body, but they're not going to say, Oh, they died of unhappiness. It's going to be, uh, they died of a heart attack and, you know, because they were so freaking stressed out. But anyway, so it, it'll manifest physically finally from mental to physical. So it's a knowing that you can't live another day with being that person that person that you are, you've had it, you're fed up, you're done. Right. So it's basically the start of a liberation from all the generational and societal pressures that you have learned throughout your entire life. And you start looking at those and just saying, you know what, that doesn't serve me. That doesn't serve me. Um, I don't want to be that person anymore. I don't want to believe that anymore. Um, And you start to form a whole new person, which is just the most awesome place to be, right? You can totally recreate yourself. So a new self is emerging just like like a butterfly out of a cocoon, you know? So just like that butterfly, the struggle is real, right? Um, And the struggle is necessary. I I don't think even if you grow up with a huge amount of self-esteem that you can escape hardship. Okay. It's going to come only because I think that we learn from that the best, right? When you go through something hard, that's the best lesson. So like the butterfly, the butterflies in this cocoon. And what happens is when it's trying to get out of the cocoon and it's wiggling around in there, it's releasing this chemical, that chemical, that release of the chemical strengthens the wings And it helps the butterfly to get the wings ready to fly. So you, when you're watching this butterfly struggle, you probably like, if you've ever watched a butterfly come out of a cocoon, you can see the struggle and you you feel like you just want to help it. Right. But in reality, if you do that, if you help the butterfly, it's most likely going to cause the butterfly to not make it because the timing has to be perfect. And if it's too soon, their wings aren't developed enough to be able to survive. So they have to go through that struggle. And the struggle is critical for the development and freedom of the butterfly. So that's kind of like us, right? And after you go through the struggle and you learn, you feel empowered to not be repressed, controlled, or bound up in that cocoon anymore. You are ready to put those wings out there and fly fly away and be yourself now. And once you decide to stop fighting against who you really are and your authenticity and who you were meant to be in this world, you really set yourself free. You take your power back and decide that no one can put you back into that cocoon. So now what? Now you've come out of the cocoon And you're looking around and you're like, where am I flying to now? What am I supposed to do? Right? So you have found this new liberation, but when you look in the mirror and you look at yourself, you see a stranger and you don't even know what your favorite color is. And again, that is probably a super scary place to be and a lonely place. But again, what a great place to be. Here's where the reinvention starts. So 
How do you do that? What does that look like? How do you reinvent yourself when you don't even know what your favorite color is? You date yourself. You date yourself mentally, emotionally, and physically. I mean, what is your favorite color? What are you looking for in a partner? And what really are your boundaries and your needs? What what are they? What do you have as boundaries that you're going to set? What makes you feel good? What makes you feel bad? Take note of all that stuff. You need to learn to love yourself and you will through the process of dating yourself. And once that happens, that's when the self-confidence comes in. And that's when the self-confidence grows. You learn to trust yourself at that point, which in turn means that your intuition grows and that you will trust your intuition because you are trusting you. You're not looking around at other people for your validation. You're getting it on the inside, which is where it should come from. And you should just sit in that dating with yourself place for a while, you know, get to know yourself because if you don't know yourself and your wants and needs and your likes, how are you going to set those boundaries with other people so that you have healthy relationships in the future? Um, And then by having those boundaries, you can teach people how to treat you. So learn to love yourself first, learn everything you can about yourself so that you set yourself up for success in your future relationships and the interaction with those people. Be clear on your goals, boundaries, and emotions and feelings, because if you're not, people are going to take advantage of you and not necessarily because they're trying to be mean, but because you're showing them that it's okay. And they don't know any better if you don't tell them it's not. So the more boundary setting that you are clear about coming into a relationship, the less you're going to get hurt because everyone's expectations are being met. You're not just going out there all willy nilly because you just really don't even know what your boundaries are. And that's not really fair in the long run for the other person that's in the relationship. If you don't have boundaries and then you get mad about things and resentful because you didn't set boundaries and they're hurting you and you didn't make that known. So it's just best all the way around to already know what those are and be upfront about them. So another thing that's going to happen once you come out of that that cocoon is you're going to discover what your gifts are and you are going to want to give those away. These gifts are something that you were born with, but you lost somewhere along the way when you lost yourself. But part of becoming you is feeling joy and excitement about life and where you're going. And you're going to want to give that away to others. And in turn, once you give it away, you're going to get more back. You're going to get more joy and excitement back. And that is just the cycle of abundance, really. So eventually, you're going to want to keep evolving and growing. And so what does that look like? Maybe it's being mindful. Um, and realizing that what you do and say and, you know, are important and how our thoughts bring about our reality. And you're going to want to make more meaningful connections and relationships in the long run also, because you're trusting yourself that allows you and gives you the permission to 
have that with other people. If you don't have that with yourself, you cannot have that with anyone else. It's impossible. If you don't trust yourself, you're not going to trust anybody. And I'm not saying that you are never going to get hurt in life again by anybody because that's just, that's just not going to happen, right? But I think you're going to look at it differently and the self-esteem is going to allow you to, and your intuition is going to allow you to see those red flags earlier and make decisions quicker than you would have prior to becoming you and getting that self-esteem and having those boundaries. You're going to identify things a lot quicker. You're going to act on them a lot quicker. So it's just a healthier balance in all your relationships when you have that self-esteem and intuition. And I think you will recover from losing those relationships faster than if you had low self-esteem and you're just going to sit there and wallow in, why did this happen to me? And you're going to go down into that pit. I think you'll be more mindful as to thinking in a way that, you know, maybe you outgrew that person and they were a season in your life and that season's over. And so you go your separate ways, no hard feelings, right? So instead of taking it personal, I think you look inward and just realize that it was just time for that relationship to end, no hard feelings. So let's talk a little bit about ego versus self-esteem. What is the difference between the ego and having self-esteem? So before, when you were in the chrysalis, you were in the cocoon, you were allowing ego to run the show, your show. So the ego is like, after all, I was just trying to protect you from hurt and judgment from other people and all the you know stuff in the world that was going to come at you. But in reality, ego held you back from being the authentic you, the unique you that no one else can be but you. So it held you back from all the things that make you unique. So let's just go down scenario lane here for a second and say that you were a kid in you know, middle school that really liked to wear clothes, vintage clothes that you found at the thrift store and they were cheap and you thought they were cool. And so you were going to wear them to school, but then you start thinking Ego comes in and starts telling you that if you wear those to school, you're going to get made fun of. Those are cheap $2 jeans. So what are you doing? Right? So it kept you from wearing those clothes. And now you're say in high school and you have a job. And so you still go to the thrift store and you buy those clothes. You're still not wearing them, but you have like a closet full of these clothes that you're like, painting and bedazzling and just doing all kinds of things to and making them one of a kind clothes. You add your own style to them and make them even more unique. And you were thinking, oh, I could sell these and, you know, I want to have my own store. But you still had that ego in the back of your brain saying, well, I couldn't even wear these because people are going to make fun of me. So who's going to want these vintage cool clothes? And I that I'm wanting to sell, right? So you graduate from high school and instead of like doing your dream or, you know, going to school, design school or whatever, um, you go to school and you be a teacher because that's going to make you money and 
you heard that making these cool clothes is you can't make a living off of that. So you go to school and you become a teacher and you come out of college and you have, you know, student loans and a job that you hate, um, which led you to maybe marry the first guy that came along because you wanted to move out and he was okay and he was nice to you. So we'll get married and move in together even though you maybe have, you know, two quarters to rub together at the end of the month and can barely eat, um, which led to kids and their wants and needs coming before yours. And so then the little bit of you that was left, the little bit that you had left is gone. So now you're looking around, you know, when you're 40 And you're left with, you know, depression, anger, sadness, hopelessness, resentment, um, which leads to physical manifestations. Like it can lead to illness and, you know, medications and doctors and treatments. And I mean, do you see how that rabbit hole goes? And it, and it can happen so fast. I mean, it happened over a lifetime in my scenario, but it happens so fast. You turn around one day and you can't find yourself. You have no idea who you are. It's just so crazy because days turn into weeks, turn into months, turn into years. And before you know it, you've lost yourself. I mean, the rabbit hole is so real. It is so real. I've been down in the rabbit hole, but the ego comes out and says, but I was protecting you from getting teased at school. It's not my fault that you're not living your dream. I was protecting you from the disappointment of your parents and, you know, society and blah, blah, blah. But ego, you robbed me of my hopes and dreams and my happiness. You robbed me of it. You robbed me of me. You see, Ego doesn't allow you to ask yourself what you think. It tells you what everyone else is going to think and say. And it reminds you that the rejection does not feel good. And before you know it, you're listening to ego instead of checking in with yourself. On the other hand, there's self-esteem. And self-esteem is the healthy version of ego. Self-esteem allows you to be you. You are driving in your own life. You're the driver. And the direction it takes is up to you without letting judgment affect your decisions. You just don't care. Your joy and happiness is so overpowering that others' opinions don't matter. They really don't. There is a huge problem if you are in a relationship with anybody that says that you are on the wrong track when you are feeling the joy of being you. Someone that is not happy for you about that, they need to get off your train. They need to go. That seat needs to be vacated and somebody else needs to get on and take it that's happy for you. How freeing is that to let people and things go that don't serve you and you don't have to worry about it anymore? Just let it go. 
And self-esteem gives you that permission and gives you the courage to be authentic and to attain your dreams. It gives you the permission slip to purchase those $3 jeans at the Goodwill and paint one-of-a-kind designs on them and sell them online for $100. And then it gives you the permission to have a whole store of your original wearable art pieces. And because you're having so much fun doing what you were born to do, you want to give that joy to somebody else. And so maybe you start opening other stores to let other artists who otherwise wouldn't have a job doing what they love to do because it's so hard to be an artist and be able to make money off of it, right? You're giving them the gift of opening other stores to do the same thing and make their wearable art, whatever that is, and it looks different from yours. That is just so cool, right? You're creating jobs. You're... Uh, you're contributing to the economy. You're making these cool clothes that people love to wear one of a kind. I mean, I would love that. It sounds like I need to open the store, right? (laughs) I think I need to open one of these stores, except I don't think I can paint very well, but I can be dazzled, but that takes a long time. Anyway, we're getting off on a whole different subject. Um, But yeah, like you living your dream and you doing what you were uniquely made to do, that's what you came here for. So of course it's going to happen for you because that's what you were here for. It cannot go any other way. There is no other way for it to go, but the way it was supposed to and the way it was designed to. It's so exciting, right? So instead of the unhealthy ego, the self-esteem is healthy. You don't need protecting from ego. You can protect yourself through setting your own limits and your own boundaries and allowing yourself the permission to trust yourself. So getting back to the intuition part, um, self-esteem is just huge. And I know personally for me, being a sensitive and living that life since ever since I can remember, um, I have let my intuition and that gift go a lot of times because my self-esteem has been diminished. And so there's times I've shut it down, like totally shut it down for years and years and years. I've shut it down. Um, and then once I, started coming out of that cocoon myself and reevaluating, um, that came up again, like right away, like it came up again. And I was introduced to people that, you know, got me into ghost hunting and got me to gain self-esteem and my intuition in that way. And, um, it was just so awesome to have that, validation that my feelings were right. And it was just, it was so cool. Um, cause I had mainly kept it to myself forever and told very few people, but, um, the validation from those people and from the investigations that we did really set my self-esteem higher in, in what I was feeling and, um, the sensitive part of me. And I recently had a friend who um, channels and she was channeling and she went around, there was like five of us at the table and she said, I can tell you what all your gifts are. 
And so she started going around the table. And when she got to me, she said, you are very intuitive, but you shut it off. And you've been intuitive throughout all your past lives. But in this life, you turned it off. But also in all your past lives, you have had people over you, overbearing people telling you what to do. And in this life, you conquered that. You conquered that and you no longer will have these people, this type of people over you, have the power over you anymore because you broke that in this life. And you are just awakening again to your gift of intuition and your psychic abilities. And so that really just rang true to me. And it just gave me the chills. It still does right now because I really did feel that. And for her to say that to me um, just meant a ton to me. So I'm going to keep being authentic in my psychic abilities and my intuitions and my paranormal experiences with you guys. And coming up on Friday, March 18th is the full moon episode, another full moon episode that I will be um, publishing. So be looking for that, my little ghost story. And if you didn't hear the last one, go back and listen to it. It's only about a seven and a half minute um, episode, but I'm getting pretty good feedback from it. And a lot of people have liked it. So um, you'll be getting more of that. And I call those new little full moon episodes, the karma files. And, um, please feel free that if you have a little ghost story to tell that you think that would be good for the podcast that I could read all spooky like I do. Um, I am so willing to do that and you can remain anonymous if you want to or not. Um, but if you want to send that to me at mindyourownkarma um, at gmail.com, that would be great. Even if you have like a photo that you caught, um, video that you caught, I can stick that up um, and show people. Everybody likes those type of things, you know, like what do you see in this picture and stuff. I'm going to um, do a couple of those too on my Instagram and Facebook pages. So if you're interested in the paranormal and that kind of thing, then be looking for that stuff. I hope you enjoyed this episode of self-esteem, ego, and intuition and how all those things tie together. Um, But as always, take what you need and leave what you don't. And always remember to mind your own karma. We'll see you next time. much for listening to the Mind Your Own Karma podcast today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a rating or a comment. It would help get the word out about this podcast and reach more people. You can click the subscribe tab to get notified of future episodes so you won't miss a thing. You can also find my Instagram and Facebook links below if you would like to follow me there as well. If you would like to send me a message, have an idea for an upcoming episode, or even think you or someone you know might be a great guest on the podcast, you can email me at mindyourownkarma at gmail.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.